Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Having two shows in two weeks thing is for the birds. Like, seriously. <laughs> you know. Going well, from April 23rd to May 7th. Woo! I mean, I love it. You're the one who wanted to, You're the promoter. So Yeah, well, originally the April one was going to be in March, but there were just some conflicting dates. So we were targeting gotcha, March. We ended yeah. up having to target this date in April. That's not normal at all. Um, oh, by, by the way, I won't be... I can't uh, podcast next week. No? Okay. Well, because... Wednesday and Thursday are the two, like, big days all of work. our students move out on Wednesday. Yeah, I got to gotcha. I gotta start and be out in the sun all damn day, so I'm going to bed early on Tuesday. Bunch of clowns. Just for the record, that's me calling them clowns, not Patrick or Dab. Oh, Phoenix! Hey, yo. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I mean, you're just going to replace me. Shut up! Miranda Morales, the biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere. Why do I have to have a buzzer? And Greg DeMarco. You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. After Monday's Raw, I think I'm going to go in and get a new Acknowledge Me soundbite. That was one of the best Acknowledge Me's that I've ever heard out of out of Roman Reigns. Like that was his whole North Carolina Acknowledge Me was fantastic. It was a good one. It was. I mean, Very it's because funny. of the, what they were setting up with the with the double RKOs and everything. Like the way, and plus it, on video, I mean, he's like smugly smiles at the camera. Like I saw someone recently. I think it was somebody even in the business. I think it was Eric Bischoff commented that MJF is light years ahead of anybody else as a promo. And I don't know where, like, I still think right now, I'd rather watch a Roman Reigns promo than anybody. It's, it's, it just seems yeah. like everything they're doing and just so carefully crafted in WWE, it just all fits. Tribal chief, God mode, like the whole thing just works for me. Yeah, I think that the presentation 
as as a whole in total, like they've they've really found their groove and Roman's really found his groove. And so it makes it that much better to watch. I don't, I don't see how it's, how it's even really a question. Like, I I don't think like people can't call Roman Reigns a bad promo anymore, even when he was not a bad, when he he was less good. Uh, He was never particularly terrible, but right. Yeah, it's 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 just much it's simple, right? It's just a very it's a very simple concept. It's one that you can easily roll out and it's one that people can easily follow and that makes for uh, an effective an effective promo that gets the crowd really amped up. By the way, I'm pretty sure you noticed North Carolina seemed to be pretty strong in favor of the bloodline at least from what I could see by the, like they played along a little bit, but like that between, between the bloodline and people having their fists in the air and singing along with Seth Rollins tune, which is just what's going to happen everywhere. Right. Um, like, you know, it's the Carolinas, the heels are over. Well, I think what people aren't even realizing what's happening before our very eyes and no one would want to admit this, but I do believe it to be true. They are creating generational superstars right before everybody's very eyes. And fans won't want to admit it because it's not Steve Austin. It's not The Rock. It's not, you know, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, even Hulk Hogan, except we're supposed to hate him. Like, I just think that they're creating this, but they're generational stars for the new fan base, not the internet wrestling community. And... That I think is yeah. is tough for people to understand and tough for people to get into. Yeah, I think that we've said this on we've said this on the podcast how many times. Like the WWE product is is no is no longer for quote unquote us. Of right? course not. Yeah, like, no, not at all. And even and even then, I disagree with it because I actually enjoy the product more. Like I still like I, I will go back to this. I don't enjoy AEW very much. Right. Like, and 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 it's just what what they're putting out as a product is just not for me. It doesn't resonate with me. I don't I don't really care for it too much, outside of a couple of personalities. And and MJF is entertaining, um, but I I just don't like, I don't really see what I don't see it. I don't feel it. I don't like it. But the WWE, I I enjoy and can consume. And I can go right back into the WWE. I can leave the WWE. And come right back in, and maybe that's part of why it's it's just always palatable. It's easy to jump right back in and feel at ease with everything that's there. And, right. and there's just not a there's like maybe one there's maybe one angle that I'm like I don't need this, and that's the 24 seven title. Like I don't. But even that to me it. has been but it's it's been entertaining enough to be a part of the show. Sure, it's just it's the part of the show that I don't need. Yeah. Right. Like, like I'm, I, I will say that I'm fairly intrigued by the three women at the top of raw that finished the show or the, the six women at the top of raw that finished mm-hmm. the show, uh, which I wouldn't have been able to say two months ago. Uh, I like, I like what's going on with Rollins and Cody uh, though. That one's feeling a little, 
little tired already, which I, I, I'm a little saddened by, but I know the match coming up a backlash will probably get me back. And I don't know, even, even Lashley and, and almost right now, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm down with this. I'm okay with it. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. List, but I'm down. No, I totally agree. I've literally been scrolling this whole time trying to find the video where Roman Reigns says, acknowledge me, North Carolina, and it's not there. And I should be looking on uh, on, on, on a different form. YouTube well, no, I, I saw it on Instagram, but I'm looking on oh, Twitter. Yeah. And so that's oh, why yeah. I screwed well, that's up. Yeah, you got to go on to the gram. I just assumed you didn't even it was do- on the Twitter. You didn't even introduce the show, by the way, man. We just started talking about Raw. (laughs) Whatever, right? Well, then nobody can have anything to complain about because we just immediately start talking about wrestling. So I guess so. Yeah, there's that. There we go. There's nothing to complain about whatsoever. Um, But it's so I want to go back to something you said. We'll introduce the show later. I don't care. Um, That's fine. It's your show. Well, because you said something very, very interesting and something that I really like. Um, you said how the product's not for us anymore, right? And, and, and then you went into some things that you're entertained by. And I would disagree with that. I think the product is for us because we are no longer us, in my yeah, opinion. That's true. We are, we have changed. And I've said it before, like if people were to go back and listen to the first ever edition of this program in the first couple of years, like we were that people, we were the, those people, we were that person. But now if you fast forward to present day, we're not. We've grown. We've changed. And we should have. It's been 11 years. This month, it's been 11 years. So wow. we should have changed, right? Like this episode, well, at the end of the month, it'll have been like we would hit an 11-year anniversary. So we should have changed. We, we, we shouldn't be the same people that we are 11 years. If so, we are the most right. stagnant human beings in the world. We're just not. Well, there, are some pretty, there are some pretty stagnant folks out there because the – but I mean, we, again, we've talked about this. You brought up Stone Cold and, and The Rock and that nostalgia for the Attitude Era and that style of, of programming and wrestling. Like, that's that's still what that's still important and is the end all be all of what professional wrestling should be. Yeah. To a, a fascinating swath of, of fandom, which is, I guess, what gravitates them to. AEW. I think here's the thing is I thought about the, the difference. I've said this, the, the two companies aren't really all that far apart. Right. It's just sort of the, it's the style of wrestling in, in the ring and the willingness to go. It's, it is attitude era WWE in that they're, you know, AEW is willing to, and is all about, saying and doing the things that the WWE is no longer comfortable with doing or wants to do and wants to have associated with their global product. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's the thing is I, I, every time I've watched AEW, I've been like, Oh, look, you know, X, Y, and Z person said shit four times in their promo. How edgy, like, and that's the thing is that actually turns me off. And for other people, it's like, yeah, they're really getting into it. And I'm like, right. no, it's it's really not accomplishing anything for me. Or look, somebody bled again. Exactly, it's like, all about blood. Like blood, yeah. And if that's if if that's what gets it for you, like even back in the day, like before the '90s, because I'm, I'm rewatching '80s wrestling, like I always do. I'm watching Mid Atlantic 
and about to shift into the WWE Network's collection of WCW. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, wasn't wasn't called WC. It was called World Championship Wrestling, but it wasn't right. It was WCW. the NWA. It was, it was the but NWA. That was the, yeah, people don't realize that WCW was the name of a television program, right? Not the name of and a wrestling so they, company. So in the WWE Network, you you can watch Mid Atlantic basically up until November of '85. And then concurrently, you can watch that and the WCW program because they're telling the Horseman story, the formation mm-hmm. of the Four Horsemen. You can follow Arn and Tully and, and Oli right now. But people talk about like how real and bloody and physical that was. And when you go back, yes, it was a very physical style of wrestling. Like that not is not in question. But blood mm-hmm. and guts was not a thing. Like no. until you got to the big shows. So you got to your Starcades or your your premier events that you don't you can't even find because that wasn't the way wrestling was promoted back then. It was promoted to get you to attend that huge show, and then they would report on it later with with video footage that they took, but that they weren't going to share to the masses because they wanted you to go to the damn Greensboro Greensboro Coliseum and see you know Flair and Stone Hands Ronnie Garvin right. go at it, and, and Flair bleed like a stuck pig there. I um, it's different. I saw like one of those old school cards. I took a screenshot of it and sent it to you from the Richmond Coliseum, which is where I went to see so much wrestling as a kid. And it was I don't know the year because it was like a newspaper ad. So it was like this Saturday, but it was like Flair versus the main event was Flair versus Ricky Morton, and then it was like Dusty and Magnum versus, and I can't remember who the other tag team was. If it was. Arnie so you must have been a little guy because if Magnum was still wrestling. Well, this that's... was – I just saw – I didn't go to this, but oh. I saw the ad for oh, it. Somebody I... posted it, like an old school ad. Oh, I see. And I even see, the undercard. Like, so then Robert Gibson was challenging for Tully's title. I think it was the National Heavyweight Championship. and the whole. But it was like an all-star card. And right. it was just amazing to see all that and, and, and read all of that. Like I was just so excited to see it and and – it just made me really, really happy. So uh, I love that kind of stuff. Like definitely love to see that and, and you know, want to, yeah, just kind of want that as as a fan and want that back. So you getting to watch that is, is you know, so much fun. But yeah, you're right. Like, and, and I remember like, like how many people realized that WCW was the name of a TV show? Literally. I mean, I didn't for the longest time. So that's how much this thing has changed. And that's why we can't be we. and We can't be us anymore. Like, we're not the same. And so when we say it's not for us, I don't like – I'm fascinated by that then. Is it for us? Is it not for us? I don't know. Let's do this Um, because now we're well past where we need to be to do a commercial. I'm going to play a commercial, and we're going to talk about this not for us. And maybe what we're going to have to do is redefine the word us. I don't know. We'll figure it out. By the way, this is the Greg DeMarco right, right. show. Chair shot radio network <laughs> at chair shot media. Go get prowrestlingtees.com forward slash a chair shot. Pick up some t-shirts, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google play, follow along. You know what to do. We're having fun. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, so before we do that, I found it. Champion! It's going to change. Roman. That's your favorite, Patrick. I love him so, so much. North Carolina. Acknowledge me. North Carolina. Acknowledge me. It's the John Cena thing. You heard it right there. Yep. You heard it right there. Listen, everybody. North Carolina. Acknowledge me. I honestly think the booze are what's piped in. And I said it before. There was, there was some speculation about that floating around an internet room. Dude, I said it about other. Cena back in the day when he was getting booed. Because Cena would come out and you remember, you know, the, the theme song and the Yabadoo. And then there was a pop. And then there were boos. And I think that was normal because it was the women and kids with a pop. And then it was the guys with the boos. Or it was the... Right. Hardcore fans with the booze and then the sheep just follow suit. Like that's what happens at wrestling events. That's what happens at wrestling events now. I just put one on in Coolidge, Arizona, where no one knew what to do. And I gave a group of eight people discounted tickets because they sponsor us some other shows and so on to come. And I was like, take these discounted tickets, go show them how it's done. Cause they don't know. Like literally <laughs> the fans that made the drive from Phoenix down that are our diehards. They were teaching everyone else what to do. They, they were the producers. They They're, were in a lot of ways. They were the group in the impact zone who was telling everybody to applaud or boo or whatever. And, and, and it worked and the fans followed suit and the crowd was insane. It was amazing. You guys can go back and listen to last week's hashtag Miranda show and hear me rant and rave about how wonderful it was to get to do that. Um, and, and how I can't wait to do it again. It was like being a kid all over again. Um, but 
but maybe the booze are piped in to do, or maybe it's the same deal, but I feel like it's flipped around, but I don't know. It's just so weird. Like he said, acknowledge me. Now he did the baby face thing, right? He says North Carolina. So that gets a reaction, acknowledge me. And then people start booing, but the timing is so perfect. It just does make me skeptical. That, that pregnant pause. Yeah. There was a pregnant pause there. Yeah. And that's the same exact thing we got with Cena back in the day. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Let's, uh, even on the, the, cause YouTube automatic, I mean, we're not using YouTube, but if we were using YouTube, it automatically <laughs> puts in the closed captioning and it says applause right. above no, Roman nice. Reigns. North Carolina. Acknowledge me. That's a long pause too. And then the booze come in. And then there comes RKO. RK bro with the RKOs. Like, it's just so interesting to me how that works, but that's a mega star. And that's what they're doing. You talked about singing along with Seth Rollins' theme song. I feel like when he went from Seth Rollins to Seth freaking Rollins, Seth freaking he Rollins. transcended into that phrase that WWE loves to use, immortal. Right? WrestleMania right. show. The first the WrestleMania we went to was the first time they used the phrase showcase of the immortals, I believe. I'm probably wrong. But... And it probably wasn't that one. I don't know. But that's when the event kind of transitioned into the WrestleMania we know it as today. The spectacle was the biggest part of the show. And 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 you look at this year. I mean, God, we've talked so much about how it was all spectacle. Um, but but that's you know neither here nor there. So I want to get back to what we were talking about before the break because it's fascinating. And then we're going to talk about your internet popularity today. Because um, <laughs> you are a C-list celebrity today on the Twitter, on the Twitterverse with the right people. Um we talk about how it's not for us. And and but I guess that's the big question. Who's us? And then yeah. are we part of us? Yeah. Um you know, it's funny because I I, I will fully admit that I I still I guess and even and probably wrongly so still think of myself through the lens of the IWC quote, the quote unquote of the IWC or the, the hardcore, like, cause I would consider myself a very strong wrestling fan. And I would consider, like, I believe myself to be a part of the internet wrestling community. I just don't know that I share the same prevalent interests as the, as the IWC kind of like you said the the evolution of of like who we were to who we are like i've gone from i ducked during a chair riot because i was a chicken uh, <laughs> but was proud to have been a part of the chair riot and like to have been there to now i i look back at that and i'm like what was i what why was i in why why did what was the point why like you we would there? you would go to a chair right today and there'd be all these people throwing chairs and you'd be like stop this is a liability nightmare stop do you understand do we have insurance for this somebody's like, child will get hurt right like literally but it, it was 2006 when we went to the yeah. chair riot yeah it was 16 years ago so dude oh right my god think about that we were different people we just talked about that during the the um well actually i had a conversation with this about this somebody at work today 
we, and we talked about it. We should be the same person we were 11 years ago. That's boring. Right, it's stagnant. Right, right. Think about the people we know that were like, God, you never changed. Like, right. Well, I'm just even thinking whatever. of like what I used to like. Well, if we go back and talk about the greatest night in the history of our sport, the, the famous road trip. Yeah. And the matches that we walked away from, which I still are phenomenal matches. Uh-huh. Those guys now, like I appreciate, but I don't gravitate to. Right. Like, but here's why they're great matches. Because it you it takes you, it picks you up from 2022 and puts you back down in 2005. And you right. have the ability exactly. as a fan to to basically pretend emotionally that you're in 2005 again and that the high spots matter to you back then. The high spots matter again when they don't matter today because it's almost it's 16 and a half years later. And now you want more storytelling. We've talked about it before. Like they forgot to sell stuff during those matches. Right. You know, and, yeah. and we didn't oh, care. Absolutely. I There were times in my life where I thought – some of the stuff the Young Bucks did was cool. Now I'm like, it's stupid. Part of it's because they're still doing the same things 10 years later. Right, they haven't yeah, changed. They haven't still, evolved. The you factor. look at Daniel Bryan Danielson, he has evolved and changed. Despite the fact he went mm-hmm. to AEW because he wants to bleed, he, he was a great storyteller in 2005. He's one of the greatest storytellers of all time now. And right. he will credit that to Vince McMahon. In, in his yep. conversations. He literally does, which, you know, AEW fans gloss over. But that to me is – talk about the event that, that we did in Coolidge as I was joking about. The, the real glory of pro wrestling for someone like me, for someone like you, is if the moment can actually force us to be a fan. Right. And I get real – one other thing I want to – I want to – just say because i can hear the the folks that you know are, are probably listening to this podcast and being like so you don't like work right you don't you don't care about the i do i do like a well-worked match and i like people being able to do some of the amazing things that they can do with purpose and right. and to tell a story and here's the other thing I uh, one of my favorite returns to American television, even though it's you know I don't know how many months late, was an episodic New Japan Pro Wrestling show on Access TV because I like that product. I like you talked about yeah. storytelling. They just finished the um, oh gosh the cup um, the not the because they're getting ready to do the New Super Japan Juniors. Cup. The New Japan Cup and they, you know, the final between uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Naito and was a, again, was like a terrific match of one-upsmanship between two people that know each other really well, telling the story of of one of them joining an elite group of, of being one of the few to be repeat winners of the New Japan Cup. And it was, it was, it was a great match with terrific work rate. And a story that made sense and wasn't like, do this thing just to do this thing. And and sometimes I see this in independent wrestling all the time, especially like I love supporting my local indie. I do. Um, I do. I, I, in fact, have found there are three now in my area, which is about two too many. But like I've 
Okay, let's, let's call Spades Bay. Oh, but, I, tr- I get it. Trust me, I get it. But like the one that I the one that I picked up is the is the newer promotion, and it's still trying to find itself. Obviously, because it's a new promotion in Western Massachusetts, and I sent you a picture of the of the time that I went there, and you made fun of the crowd because, and I, I had to be like, dude, it's like the third show. No, like they're still trying to to get themselves out there. But you can see that they're trying to figure it out. And there's a lot of just indie-rific stuff that's just being done to be done because it'll elicit a reaction. Like I watched two dudes beat the the shit out of each other. And I was like, what? Why? Like, just why? Like, and and maybe that's somebody's thing, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a stiff snug match. It was, I'm going to chop the shit out of you until your chest bleeds because people are going to go nuts over the over the noise and, and the violent, like, and to me, I like, I started being like, I was cringing for the guy by the time I was done. It was a borderline abusive in my opinion. And it didn't, and it didn't really, I don't know what it forwarded for that wrestler. The guy who won because the guy who went over, took the beating and went over the local guy because they brought somebody else in. And right. I unfortunately missed their last shows this past weekend. And I, I haven't caught the results. But what what are you doing with him? Because you clearly have have a goal, but it didn't really seem like they there's there's no there's no storytelling yet for this company right now. It's still a lot of we're just having guys wrestle and we're putting over this style of wrestling, but we really don't know what our direction is yet. And I'm worried that if they don't figure that out soon, uh, even if it's that you need to get a fucking belt, just get a belt. And start with wrestling right. for something and find your guy. Who's yeah. your guy? Yep. Even if it's the promoter himself, who is a booker slash, you know, is a promoter yeah. slash wrestler. He's the player. Like even if it's him. Yeah. yeah. Even if he's, if it's him for, as your first champ, great, do it. Got to tell some stories. Cause right now it's just dudes showing off what they can do in the ring with no real right. connection or a story to tell behind. And that's not as entertaining as what I saw, what I see every Saturday when I watch my recording from New Japan, and right. when I watch SmackDown, and when I watch Raw, and even Impact. Impact doesn't have a big roster. We talked about this last week. They're still telling stories. Right. But it goes back to what you said a few minutes ago. And it's so true. And I've used this criticism of local wrestling promotions. You said, you know, either they do or they don't know who they are. And you talked about that. Like, they don't know who they are yet. And that's so true because what you watched in New Japan and you saw the tournament final and you saw Zack Sabre Jr. who is now a two-time New Japan Cup winner. Like what? Like like right. New Japan tells stories over years. He's probably going to be their world champion at some point. And, and people will be shocked and amazed, but you should be able to see it coming. That's how they do it. They build people over a period of years and then people complain because it takes too long to pull the trigger. Um, and maybe that's true. But it's – you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But you take what you watch in New Japan and you throw it on Monday Night Raw. I don't think you would have liked it as much because it doesn't fit. And that's the thing. Like people will complain about W. They'll watch AEW and then they'll watch WWE and they'll complain that it's not AEW. And the point that you made that really brings to light for me is it wouldn't work if it was. If they pulled the stuff at AEW and plopped it in Raw and SmackDown. It wouldn't work. That's why people want to go from 
one company to another because they realize what I want to do works better there. Talent isn't trying to turn WWE into AEW. They're just going to AEW and vice versa because they realize it's more than just an alternative place to work and get paid. It's an alternative way to do your business. It's an alternative way to tell your stories. But when you said they know who they are, like to me – that and, and we always joke about the promoter thing, but that's how I, I, I learn. I, I know more now than I ever did. And it's because of doing it and, and having to be responsible for it. The first IZW show back, we had six matches, five singles matches in a four way, and it was fine. And, and we did some and stuff. And it was good. It was good wrestling. It was okay. When we did the second show and we had the, the, our version of the Royal Rumble monster and, we had some storytelling and we had a match end with a promo and then the person they were competitive with came out right afterwards, entered the promo, like started telling those stories and people flocked to what we were doing. And I didn't even want to do a battle royal show and I was going to do it right. one off and never do it again. Now it's like our version of WrestleMania. It's like our biggest show of the year. <laughs> and so I had to run, run with it at that point. Now I couldn't imagine not doing it. And now we're trying to establish an August one with what we're doing this coming August. But it's like, that's the night we figured out who we were. That's the night we figured out where we fit. And I look at other other promotions and and you know that that we're friendly with and like some know who they are and some don't know who they are. There's a promotion I joke about all the time. I often say you can't spell the word awful without these three letters. They're starting to promote themselves as a fun show, the most fun show in Arizona, and and they're using these weird, quirky, colorful graphics and stuff like that. And look, maybe that works. And maybe they finally settle into something. They've been around since, I want to say, like before, I don't know, like 2014, 20, They've been around for a long, long, longer than, than any of us, if you consider the break that IZW went on before we brought it back in 2019. And maybe they're just now finding an identity or maybe they're finding a new identity because they used to do some other right. things and they brought in talent from all over the place. And it was a little bit different back then. And then they kind of really dipped low and, and had some real bad crowds and some real bad whatever. Now maybe they're settling into who they are now. Because when you've been around that long, sometimes you change. You talk about Impact Wrestling. They've changed several times over. And they oh, yeah, definitely know who they are, though. Like, they really do. And even Raw and SmackDown are different products. And they know who they are. You know, SmackDown is like a network broadcast show. <laughs> It's got yeah, more commercial really feel is. to it. It's got more corporate sponsorship to it. it. It's it's paced differently. Raw is a three-hour, almost a three-hour Raw is, is really what it is. Right, right, uh, right, it's right. still kind of Crash TV-ish, especially if you look at what happened this past Monday. So, And then AEW, I think they're still not even 100% of the way there yet, figuring out who they are. Because that's why Cody left, right? He had one vision. The Bucks and Kenny Omega Bucks had another had, vision. Yep. And Tony Khan probably – Tony Khan's vision and the Bucks and Kenny Omega's vision probably still isn't fully lined up yet. It, yeah, at least it's closer. Yeah, like, Cody was like, the outlier. Yeah, yeah, Cody, Cody was the Cody outlier. Was I think they figured the that out pretty quickly. In there, so. um, yeah, I – and yeah, I, I think that you're absolutely right. I think that um, – there's a lot to, there is, there's just a lot to be learned. And you, you mentioned impact, by the way, I don't think Scott DeMore gets enough credit for. No, he's one of the best his in the work, business. His, his work at, at impact wrestling and taking what he, he, I, I feel like he has with the team they have there. Now they maximize the most out of what they have with their, oh, absolutely. you know, you, and, and they have to fall their way. Like Josh right. Alexander. And, and you need, 
Huge. And you need that though, right? Like you need that in any mm-hmm. company that isn't the WWE or AEW at this point. But it's almost like when Jeremy Borash was there, he didn't get the credit he deserved from myself no, included because he, he did some really dumb things on social media because he would accidentally right. tweet things from the impact account, not his private account. Um, yeah, exactly. But then he goes to WWE and everybody's like, this guy's amazing. He's the glue. Yeah. And I think that's when Scott Demore is going to get his credit is when he ends up in WWE someday. And he probably will. Yeah. And, and I hope he does. It. And hope he makes a ton of money doing it. Like, yes. Cause he deserves it. He's best Canada. It. Best product from Canada since Brett. Yeah. I mean, he's, he'll probably go down. If, if he makes his way there at some point, he'll, yeah, he'll probably do, do big things and he'll probably be credited with a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Right. And next thing it's like Adam Pierce. He's a hell he's, he's bigger now I mean, than we ever. Knew, but- we knew. I even wrote an article that I even told him on air one time, your largest contributions will not be in the ring. And, and he even kind of realized that and look at us now. Like we were right. Cause WWE official Adam Pierce is more well known than five time NWA world's heavyweight champion, Adam Pierce, than five time right. Greg DeMarco show guest, Adam Pierce, like then ring oh, no, of no, honor. No, that's on his Adam resume. Um, it should be. <laughs> I expect, I expect to hear it. It is not hall of fame speech. Right. Um, but, but now he's well known and, and that when he was going to wrestle Roman Reigns for a brief period of time at the, at, you know, the 2021 Royal Rumble, I remember people were crapping all over it. And I was just like, you have no idea how good this could be. Like, he's right. not going to win, but I guarantee you, and it didn't happen. They changed it. And it was storytelling. And, and, you know, they worked really hard, by the way, though. I, mm-hmm. but they, it was storytelling, but you also, they told Adam's story. That was the yeah, thing they were that getting was really that. good about it. Like, you got like they were like, no, this guy could wrestle. Like, I really he, wish they had gone all the way with it too. I really do, but like it, it was great. Um, as this yeah. turns into a brief Adam Pierce love fest, <laughs> whatever. That's what happens. You know, but that's that's the thing is, I, I think it's so funny. I, somebody like the WWE does this year round. Even if you don't always like the stories, they're always there's always some sort of story to like their product and not all of it's going to work or make sense or be abrupt. I'm looking at you street profits who seems like a week or so ago, you, you were a little more shady and this right. week, and now they're buddy, buddy with everybody. Back, yeah. now, now they're back in uh, Ezekiel is like, okay. Um, but it, yeah, they, they just, they do it so much better than anybody else. And, and they are the model and the standard and you don't have to, like you can have your style of wrestling, AEW yeah. fans, and, and tell a good WWE story. Right. Um, but they don't want to, and it doesn't. Right, that, that's the thing is they they do want the crash TV thing, like because they feel and like they that's want the what complete was missing. Crash of TV. You know, it's funny because See, Cody that, always talked about the laps fan, and that was missing in Attitude Era. And I think Cody going to AEW is where he realized what that was. I think when he went to AEW, he realized. That time really has passed. That's I think right. that was. Part I can't of his... watch old Raws. No, they're horrible. I can't watch old Nitros. They're so bad. Like, I I can watch some. Uh, I can watch some. I can watch like ninety late ninety six and ninety seven Monday Nitro because yeah. of the Sting storyline that is an actual thread and this and the Savage Savage DDP thing, which is getting a lot of mm-hmm. airplay on podcasts that aren't on our network right now as as you look back on it but but like 
they did have like story that was kind of like mm-hmm. our overarching and going through everything there like i i've tried to like watch episodically like in order and been like oh we're doing this week this this week and then oh we've changed it to this this week and right blah, blah, blah. like once you like austin and mcmahon was a great story the rock um the rock breaking through uh-huh. like and becoming the rock was a good story that apparently you can catch on abc now in the form of a sitcom um nbc peacock but yeah. nbc oh or, 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 i don't i don't i don't watch it so me neither, but, but I feel like I need to. I hear so many good things about it. Uh, yeah, I've heard really good good things about it too. It's, and it, clearly, it's doing well. Like it's getting promoted very, very well, and it seems to yeah. seems to be hitting with folks. But like the outside of those two, like sort of stories, a little bit of DX, which and even DX was just like, what crazy shit are we going to do this week? Right. It's and that's what it was. It was shows. over the top. It was, but it was different, and and that's what people wanted. But it would not have lasted, you know, 25 years. It just wouldn't have as much as people wanted it to. Like it never was going to work for for 25 years. I don't think any specific product would work for 25 years. And that's why some things die sometimes and die often. And because they they failed to change, they failed to evolve. We talk about how many times TNA Impact Wrestling has changed. That's probably one of the main reasons why they're still alive. Is, is because they right. have changed over and over and over again because you have to. So is WWE. As scary as it sounds, so will AEW or they just won't be here anymore. Like one of two things is going to happen. They will eventually change. And I'm talking years down the road. Or they'll get bought out by WWE and be streaming on Peacock or whatever. Whoever's paying for and, it. And, and, they'll get a, and they'll get a somewhat condescending documentary made about them. About we how joked like, about it. The nice little engine that could. I've, I've joked about it on multiple shows. The meteoric rise and inevitable fall of all elite wrestling will be a special on right. the WWE, and it'll be told, and it'll be told by people who went from one company to the other. It'll be told by John Moxley, right. Daniel Bryan Danielson, Adam Cole, Big Show, Mark Henry, and they'll be told in a way that makes WWE look good. Oh, of course, because by then they'll all be under contract with WWE again. Like, I mean, that's, we'll, we'll know we'll know that AEW is in real trouble when they hire Jeff Jarrett to break guitars over everybody's heads. Who? So, so just assume for a minute it's not going to be Jeff Jarrett. But who would be? Who would that be today? Who would be the modern day equivalent of? Instead like of we jump the shark, being the main, we hire Jeff Jarrett. Like, who would be the modern day equivalent of that for AEW to hire? So it's like it's it's an upper mid card WWE guy that WWE fans never really took particularly seriously. So, like, who is somebody that the WWE is trying to shoehorn? Right, like I'm trying to figure out who that would even be. I don't know if that person they, exists. Because they because they don't they don't back that they don't back wrestlers like that. You know what? Either. You know who I think it is. And this is a little outside the box. But if you think about Jeff Jarrett's trajectory, it makes sense. Now, it's a very different time period than Jeff Jarrett's career was because this person was around back then. To me, it's Chris Jericho returning to WWE and then going back to AEW. Ping-ponging a couple yes. of times? Because you need, you need some time. Okay. So say he comes, say his, his, his deal expires at AEW. He goes back to WWE. 
you know, he shows up at the Royal Rumble in 2023, has a run through WrestleMania, and then by the summer he's gone because it's a short-term thing. And then he's back in AEW trying to reinvent himself yet again. To me, we've jumped the Jeff Jarrett at that point. Like that is what I think would happen because Jarrett bounced back and forth. Right. He really did. Yeah. Jarrett. uh, And you know me, you know, I actually like Jeff Jarrett a lot. Yeah. Uh, Like he's not, I think he was a much maligned guy uh, in a lot of ways, but there, there, there is a certain reality to once he left Memphis and went to the WWE, or at least when I first remember him in, in his first persona, the country music singer persona, where he just he was always an intercontinental guy in the WWE. He was never a world title guy. And then he went to WCW, and the first time through, he was a U.S. championship guy. So, yeah, you're, it's the ping pong. He was a U.S. championship guy. Four Horsemen, which at that point, the Four Horsemen was not the Four Horsemen that everybody knows and loved. Went back to WWE, did a did an interview or two with uh, with old Jim Ross. I think he even talked about like Eric Bischoff or whatever. And then the next time he came back and they pushed him to the moon as a main event guy and nobody cared because it was Jeff Jarrett. And I just, you're right. I don't know that there's any, like, and we are, we didn't even choose to talk about releases and stuff today, but the way the WWE looks at the talent, well, no, and just their way they evaluate talent and where they, where they want people, where they see folks. Like right. when you, when you're on, when you're on, when you're on the quote unquote big shows, like you're viewed as a big deal. Even if you're, you know, Nikki A, you know, A S H whatever, like, right. The whole level of the card just feels like a bigger deal. You are. Yeah. You're a bigger deal in WWE than anywhere else. No matter where you're at on the card. If Dana Brooke were to go to AEW, she would bring some value to AEW right, right now, which is crazy to think, but she would. Um, even NXT. NXT on some weeks outperforms Rampage in the ratings. Uh-huh. So really, if you look at the mod- if you look at national televised wrestling in the US and you look at the five major shows that are on US television right now, it's SmackDown, Raw, Dynamite, NXT, Rampage. That's the order yeah. it goes in. And everybody focused on how Dynamite beat NXT, but no one talks about even, you know, how NXT always beats Rampage because they're not beating anybody because they're all on literally we just named what? We named all we know the two are on the same night with Dy- with Rampage and it's Smack. Five, it's, it's four yeah, of the five, five nights five a week. Shows on, yeah. yeah. It's like five shows, four nights. Exactly. And Rampage is in the worst time slot of them all, and there it is. And maybe in a better time slot, Rampage would be competing better with that. But who knows? Like, AEW's kind of hard. Like, they have two shows, but they don't, like, split the people between the two shows, and, and there's there's the overlap. So it's right, – right. they really don't really have – despite the huge roster, they don't really have enough for two shows. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I know. And they always talk about what's going on on Rampage, but, like, it never seems consequential. Like, it never seems really consequential. It, it, it's like thunder. And, yeah. and, and, and people are going to get mad about that, but it is. It's like thunder had like consequential stuff when it started. And now 
you might know what's happening on Rampage, you know, announced at Dynamite. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's just it's it does it are it already feels less than, and I and never I didn't I, I didn't even know if it was less than or if it ever was. So yeah, it's yeah I don't know either because I don't follow it. It's it's just that, that right. Who does? Nobody knows what's going on. Like it's the, di- it'll the, be the diehards do the four hundred thousand people well, that watch it every single week. Yeah, somebody know. somebody's gonna make sure to let me know that like maybe Jungle Boy main evented Rampage last week. Yeah. And I know I'm supposed to be excited about that or call that a big deal. Right. Um, and I, it's just not. So let me give you an example. Because I gave the Dana Brooke example before. Imagine this one. If Braun Breaker left NXT and showed up in AEW as Bronson Steiner or Bronson Rex Steiner, he would actually be bringing credibility to AEW. Despite having yeah. less than 100 matches in his career so far. Like that's... Right. That's what it, you know, so that just tells you how far apart they still are and, and how far, how far they are. Um, I insist on keeping to bring it back to this conversation. And I think we're, so I don't think we're us anymore. I think we are a different us. And we say it's not for us. I think us saying it's not for us is our way of telling somebody else it's not for you. Cause I think it is for us. Because we've changed. And what we, right. but you, what you brought to light today was that we can also watch a show for what it is and understand what it is within, within the elements of what it is. And so we can see it for that and we can enjoy it for that. And, and we know where to tune in when we want certain things. We get it. It's like a buffet. You know, I saw this, I wish I had screenshotted it and I'm sure you've seen it before. It was a tweet, but someone said that star Wars and they, it's like, I still maintain today. Star Wars is going to a restaurant. Star Wars is a restaurant. You will not like everything on the menu. And I know you don't like everything on the menu, but there are things on that menu that you love and you will always go back to, and you will always enjoy. And star Wars in a lot of ways is like pro wrestling. No one, maybe even it's like WWE. No one's going to love everything, but everybody can love something about it. AEW, there's, I don't think there's something for everybody to love in AEW. There is more for a certain group of people to love. Like, if you like that, you're going to get way more of it from AEW than you're going to get from WWE. You might get one match per program from a WWE television pro- pro show, and somewhere you get zero, where you like that, you love that. You're going to get it almost every single time from AEW. But if I want to go see Variety, and I want to see Kevin Owens freak out over Ezekiel, which is so damn entertaining right now. It's very funny. I'm not getting that on Dynamite. I'm getting Danhausen and Orange Cassidy, although he's not the flavor of the month anymore, and and whatever Tony Khan is into right now. And if I dig it, great. But if I don't, I got nothing. I know I can tune in a WWE program and get something. And that's yep. and that's why it works. And that also, if you look at what I do as a promoter, you can see the influence because that's what our show is. It's something for everybody. So when I say it's not for us, I really think we're saying it's not for you because I think it is for us. And I think it's yeah. okay for us to admit that. Now we like this stuff, you know, and, and, yeah. and the IWC doesn't like it, but 
And that's why I love that group of people on the IWC, and I buy into it, who still calls it the Fed. And right, WB will do something right. completely over the top, and they'll be like, the Fed is back, pal. Like, the Fed is on top, pal. Like, I just love it because, to me, like, the Fed is almost us now. Right, and yeah, it is for us because we allow ourselves to crawl into this space where we can enjoy that. If I sat down yeah. to watch Dynamite and I knew there was going to be an Adam Cole match I really wanted to see or whatever else, I could sit down and enjoy it. I really could. Right. Because I would purposely sure. put myself into that space. And that's what I do with NXT 2.0 now. I love watching NXT 2.0. When I'm producing stuff Tuesday nights after the recordings, I put on NXT 2.0 and I watch it while I'm working. And I fast forward to the commercials because I have it on YouTube TV. And I love it. And, and I enjoy it. But I loved the original NXT. And they are completely mm-hmm. different products. But I love them both. And I think that's why. Right. I think that's why I'm able to. So it's very, very interesting who us is and, and how we get to us. I'm going to take a second commercial break. And we're going to talk about Patrick O'Dowd's internet fame of the week. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. North Carolina. Acknowledge me. I really do love that. It really is great. I can you, you, It's so much fun. You played it like 12 times today. It's so much so, fun. Yeah. It's it's just when I saw it the first time on social media, I kept playing it. it it's that's how much fun yeah. it was. So, cool. um very happy about that. So, let's fill the people in with our last few minutes we have. I could play through my warning, but but I'm sure. not. Um what happened with you and the draw? You and Dave Meltzer. Yeah. Here's what's funny is I didn't even think I wrote anything that controversial. Like, but this is how Twitter works. Uh, on Sunday, after you had shared yet another article with me, um, where, and I can't even remember what it was that was said, but it was it was one of those moments where Dave, Dave was on his radio show, made a statement that was him saying, I think X, Y, and Z. And then, like, the entire world, one, in fairness to Dave Meltzer, ran with his, I think, as this is, like, the thing that will happen. But but it, it turned into a little bit of a thing. And, and that, coupled with the way that he reported on the most recent, like, releases from NXT and, and somehow making it sound like the writing teams don't know what's going on. Everybody's clueless. And, and he's very cyclical when releases happen, by the way, just like there's the, the tag team title cycle. There's the, the wrestling release cycle, which is a bunch of people get released creative or somebody, somebody in the front office is caught by surprise locker room morale is at an all time low. That's the cycle every time. And I'm surprised we haven't gotten a, an NXT locker room morales at an all-time low thing yet. So I tweeted we basically, sure. But I, I just tweeted that I that Dave Meltzer is bad for pro wrestling. 
And we joke about my Twitter, my Twitter activity, my Twitter following as of, and I tweeted that on Sunday. So for me, and this, I get it. Some of you influencers out there, this isn't huge, but for me, to see a tweet get 752 likes, 23 quote retweets, and 81 retweets, not counting comments, that's, I'm internet famous by, by my standards. And that's not counting the number of comments on this this thing, which I, I don't even know how many there are at this point. There are, uh, so 752 likes, I, 23 quote tweets, 81 retweets, and 59 replies. Right. And a lot of those replies are like people agreeing. Of course. Uh, There there are a few people that, what was it, one person who decided that they knew everything about me based on that one line and that I I apparently sit at the altar of Jim Cornette. And the only reason I said that is because Jim Cornette does. And I'm like, I don't, I, I did, I don't reply. By the way, I don't reply to anybody. So if you've commented on it looking to, to bait me, like I'm not even like, I like tweets that agree with me. But like, if you if you're just trying to be, a, you know, like trying to pick a fight, like that's Greg's job. Like, go after Greg because Greg will reply to you. I, I don't care enough about I don't care enough about this to to get into some long diatribe about how I've watched Dave Meltzer, quote unquote, report things that I think are damaging to wrestlers, and there are wrestlers that will tell you this that is damaging to the reputation of companies mm-hmm. and to the reputations of people. And that create this, this notion, this ideology about what they think pro wrestling is and how it works. And it's this crazy fantasy land that if you just took two seconds to actually sit and read what this guy is saying and try to look at these things from, from a business perspective or the way you run a show. Sure. Sometimes the inmates run the asylum, and there's a and there are nuggets of truth here and there, but most of the time it's not real, and it's harmful. And I like this is a guy who's 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 made up stories about saying wrestlers were, you know, their body type yeah. wasn't the right type. Like the oh, only yeah. the only time I've known that to be true is Yokozuna, and, and every and everybody and that was because it was dangerous. And he literally ate himself to death. Like. That that's a real thing, but he's I, and and there's been folks who replied, well, like all the dirt sheets are like this. Right. Yes, Dave was first. Dave started, and that's and that's the thing is Dave is kind of quote is quote unquote the standard. Like he's the elder statement statesman of the dirt sheets, and he's gotten worse as the years have gone on. And this guy's been doing this since what, like the eighties? Been doing yeah. this for like forty years. He's been doing a lot. Like, he, he had a mailing newsletter. Still does. Like he's he he's very biased, um, and not just in this whole AEW versus WWE thing, though that is very clear. Um, and everything that he writes, people are like, "Well, he's just writing his opinion. He's very clear about that." He's not, though. He knows damn well what he does when he puts something out there into the world. He puts it out there to help create a narrative that reinforces his beliefs. It's what we all do when we give our opinion about something. It's one of the things I love and hate about Greg is that when Greg thinks he's right or believes in his heart of hearts that he is right, you will not convince him otherwise. And he will tell you why you're wrong. 
believe me, I <laughs> his best friend. I've been on the other end of it. Oh yeah, and and um, it's to a fault. I, I know it, and I'll continue to do it. I can't change it. And, and it's to me, it's to me, it's just not good for people's enjoyment of something that I love so much. Like like the number of times, like like that I see people sort of like we've we've spent this whole show talking about why we enjoy the product that the WWE puts forth now. To it's really interesting. Like, to be um, to be gatekept by people who are like all about Dave and, and his opinions is gross. And you're less of a person for it, in my opinion, because you, you don't get to tell me that I'm not a fan of professional wrestling because I prefer the WWE over AEW. You just don't get to do that. You, you I'm sorry, they're the same. They're 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 branches in the same tree. Yeah, it's interesting to me because I reading the comments, you can tell like you're following and all that because it is largely agreeing with you. There's only one or two yeah, that right. are really against it. No yeah. one is outright defending him. There are a couple people who are saying, and they're making valid points, the fact that sometimes Dave is reporting BS. Sometimes. Right. Other times he's reporting opinion that people take as fact. They're doing right. it because of the bullshit he reports. So right. he has caused it in, in the end. And sometimes he is unfairly misquoted or unfairly misinterpreted. But the root of the cause of that unfairly misinterpretation is caused by Dave Meltzer himself. So at the end of the day, it's still his own fault, whatever. Um, but but it, it's just very interesting. And yeah, got a lot of movement. But there are certain things you can tweet about. Tony Khan, AW, Dave Meltzer. And you will get just completely lit up in terms of likes, retweets, comments, quote tweets by the internet wrestling community, because that is for them Yeah, to go, to bring it full circle. Like that's literally for them. That's, you know, that's who this product is for. And that's the market that we're in there. And I feel like the internet wrestling community, there either is a separate internet wrestling community that we're a part of with the fed pals or whatever you want to call them. Or within the internet wrestling community, there are subsections, and we are in in that other subsection. What I'm glad that we've gotten away from is the argument that anybody who watches wrestling and is on the internet is part of the internet wrestling community, because that would just basically be everybody. And that's not true. There are plenty of people who watch wrestling and are probably part of NFL Twitter and going crazy about their team like you do about yours. But then they're casually watching and tweeting about wrestling and like, and it's all, oh my God, I love this or oh my God, I hate this guy. And, and wrestling fans can't grasp that. Like they just, it, the hardcore internet wrestling fans can't grasp that whatsoever. It's just very interesting to me how it kind of comes around and, and swings around full circle and everything because it's, and I think your tweet is a great example of that. And I was actually impressed by reading the replies. Some of them are classic and some of them are what you'd expect. And, and a lot of them though, You'd be surprised how many of them agreed with you. But you wouldn't. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I've read every single The average listener would be surprised how many of them agreed with you. And and, and when I tweet about things and I get get it from all ends, but the supporters are equally hilarious as as the detractors when I I tweet stuff. And I had my Trevor tweet the other day and, and... and people uh, got into it and they're like this guy. And then this guy's like, I've been trying to tell people I'm not Rovert for years. And I want to be like, cause you are. 
But he's probably not, and that's okay. And, and I didn't even I didn't even mean to insinuate that he's Rovert. I did right. the forwards and backwards thing to be funny. Yeah. Because his name was outwardly Trevor, and then people ran with it. And then someone said he lives in my head rent-free. There's a big difference between someone living in your head rent-free and you just using it as an ongoing joke. Right. And if that means he lives in my head rent-free, whatever, enjoy my head, I guess. I don't know. Trust me. You don't want to be there. But no, it's – No, you really don't. No, you don't want to be in yours either. Trust me. I don't, be any, you don't, I don't think you want to be in anybody's head. <laughs> yeah. Really, like, you just don't want to know. Um, sometimes there's midgets and sometimes there's – other things. Oh, all right, Greg, get out of your own head. No, I'm not in mine. Trust me. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just fascinating to see that response and just fascinating. And I don't know, dude, I feel like this episode is like a definition of us acknowledging, there we go again with Roman Reigns, where we are now. And in in our evolution as wrestling fans, because we're still fans, you know, even though I'm in the business and whatever, and, and, and we pr- produce this type of content and produce events and do whatever. Like we're still fans. We still enjoy it. If we didn't like it, we stopped yeah. doing it. And, and it's true. Even if we I'd didn't like it, shows. even yeah. if we didn't like it, but we kept podcasting about it, that means we liked podcasting about it. So right. we still liked something about it. We just liked something new and different about it. So I think it makes perfect sense. So, I uh yeah, that's gonna wrap things up. We went an hour with yeah, really nothing. Mr. Mister, we're gonna we're, we're gonna know. try to go forty five minutes. Nope. But it's still only eight thirty for me, so that's good. Um oh, fuck you. <laughs> I know, right? Um this has been fun though. This is the, not having a plan has really worked out well. We the only thing we knew we were gonna talk about was the Dave Meltzer thing. And well, we did that true. in the it, last 10 minutes. We did the other which 50 is funny minutes. Because you said, well, nothing. you said, oh, we'll start with the Dave Meltzer thing. And then you, we, and we just started, started talking, talking about Raw. And then you, know? you said, it's not for us. And that just kind of exploded a conversation. That's the show. And we talked about there Jeff go, Jarrett. Man. And we talked about all kinds of stuff. Like, this is the kind of show that's really hard for me to write the description. Because I'm like, my God, what did we talk about? It's so, a hodgepodge, man. It's, it's everywhere. So entertaining. It's it's so much fun. Look, we could have recorded a show like DWI did this past weekend where you can't tell if they recorded it two years ago or last weekend. Like they were very nondescript in everything they talked about on purpose. Right. Um it was, it, was, <laughs> it was highly entertaining because I realized I was like, wait, this isn't this is recent, but yeah, like it was very interesting to, to figure out when they did it and, and how. But it worked and it was also very entertaining, which is good. Uh, but we are gonna wrap things up here on the Greg DeMarco show. If you want to find the tweet that Patrick O'Dowd is talking about and contribute to the conversation, you can do so by following at Wrestling Realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no Y in wrestling, but there is one in Realist and there is one in Patrick for the Wrestling Realist, Patrick O'Dowd. You can follow me at Chairshot Greg. Of course, the website's at Chairshot Media and, and the chairshot.com where we encourage you to always use your head. I even played that sound by today. Like that's where we're at um, on this program. The chairshot.com. The chairshot.com. Always use your head. But we've had a lot of fun. This is what podcasting can be. I've said it long before and, and shows like this are living proof of that. The people matter more than the content. And, and we get the chance to sit down and do this, have a lot of fun. Next thing you know, an hour's passed. You have no idea. We had a couple commercial breaks, but nothing major. 
and just a lot of fun talking about the pro wrestling. So tune in to all things Chair Shot Radio Network. There really is something for everybody. We got a new show joining us this week with the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Lots of fun. Uh, I will warn you now ahead of time, they do think like we do. And and that's why they wanted to be a part of all this. So um so it but but it's a good stuff and, and it's a good show and I think you'll enjoy it. Uh that should be debuting later this week. We're still figuring out the schedule of them getting it to me and all that stuff, but we will get that worked out. And uh yeah, if you happen to be local, IZW does present an event called King of the Jungle this Saturday night, May the seventh. It is the final night for a guy by the name of the Hawaiian Lion, who I have known uh since I moved back to Arizona in two thousand and six. And, um, yeah, I got to put on his retirement show. Like that's freaking crazy. So, um, yeah, you want to see a bunch of grown people cry, come on out to this event this Saturday night. Cause that's exactly, I could have called it that grown people crying, but no, we called it King of the Jungle. Cause that's what a lion is, even though they're not always in the jungle, but Hey, is what it is. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm really, really excited. And Hey, you can get discounted cheap tickets, for a little thing that we might make a yearly event coming up this August called Psycho Circus and lots of fun there. Yeah. You know, I get to think about clowns lately, right? <laughs> it's also the name of a, a kid's bit. album. So if you know anything about me and you know anything about the guy that I put these shows on with, it is the convergence of our worlds because he's a huge uh, I thought fan. Maybe, I thought maybe and it was an homage to the faction in AAA. No, let's not bring that up. Trust me. <laughs> I've had enough people tell me that in the last few days. I mean, is what it is. Say it's pretty strong coincidence. Yeah, and it is a coincidence. I had no <laughs> inkling that we were doing that would have anything. I didn't to do even with know that. they were still a thing. I think they're well, yeah, still around. I think they are, if not whatever. There's also an Indian New York that has done a Psycho Circus show. So it, it yeah, is what whatever. It is. Everybody steals from everybody. At least I don't use the WrestleMania font for the three months after WrestleMania, like a lot of other independent companies do. So. And it's not even the current WrestleMania font. It's the old school WrestleMania font. Not that I dislike it, but the WrestleMania font is made such that no show looks proper unless it says WrestleMania. Because the line sticks right. out too far or whatever. Because you can download the font for free, but it's built to write the word WrestleMania. So there you go. But we digress. Listen, follow along. The hashtag Miranda show is coming up after this. If you think I had no plan going into this show, I have no idea what I'm talking about on that show. And uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. But those are the best kind of shows. So we thank you for tuning in. We will talk to you soon. And you know what? I'll just leave you with this because it happens to be on my soundbite list. And, you know, who can't listen to this another time? If you asked Razor how he was doing, the standard response was, better than you, Chico. I learned that when I stepped through that curtain that I could have a relationship as a performer with an audience. And it was a powerful thing to me, whether I was the hated villain or the beloved hero. And that was something that I've always treasured. So thank you to all the wrestling fans here. And all the fans watching around the world.
In my lifetime, I've learned. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Acknowledge me. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.